Okay, good evening, Rabbi Isai. It's a pleasure being back with everyone. Um, rolling in once again to the end of another beautiful week. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, beautiful weather out. Such a, such a beautiful day that Rabbi Nishan has granted us. The weather was amazing today, you know? One of the, in fact, one of the Kaila guys came over to me this afternoon and said, it's so nice. Like, everyone's describing the weather in the same terms. You know, one of my kids said it was yummy. I said, delicious. I said, it was a delicious day, delicious weather. One of the Kaila guys came over to me this afternoon and said, we should have a softball game today. I said, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking we should have second Seder outdoors today. That's what I was thinking. But everyone was kind of thinking the same, along the same wavelength, sort of, maybe. I'm not sure. But that today was a... And a beautiful day, the Rebbe Hashem gave us a beautiful day. You should give us many, many, many more beautiful days, celebrations together. Chaim to everyone, Shkayim to everyone for um, beautiful, unexpected, and quite touching um, um, affair tonight. Gesture, yes, gesture event. Uh, thank you to all the contributors and the consp- conspirators. Um, okay, Mazda. Uh, all right, Parshas Kisisa. Parshas Kisisa. So it's time to touch on something that's like a recurring theme throughout the five parashiyas that mention the Mishkan. That's true, Mr. Tzav, Kisisa, Vayakov, And this year, each of the five gets its own Shabbos. And this theme that runs through all the parashiyas that talk about the Mishkan is Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos, every time we talk about the Mishkan, we're talking about Shabbos. They're mentioned back to back, sandwiched together. It's coming up again in Vayakov, coming up, uh, up again in Pekudai. And in this week's parasha, it's, it's, it's given us a whole spotlight over here. Let, let's see that spotlight. This, if anyone wants to see this together, this is Paraklamet Aleph, Pasuk Yud Beis. I don't have the English Hebrew edition in front of me, but in the English Hebrew edition, it's Paraklamet Aleph, Pasuk Yud Beis. Uh, page 256 in the Hebrew Hebrew edition. The end of Rishon, right before Shani. This is after Moshe has been told to make the Ketairis, to prepare the Shevan HaMishka, the oil of anointing, to anoint the Mishkan and all the contents of the Mishkan and the walls of the Mishkan and the vessels of the Mishkan. So Hashem tells Moshe the following, the Atta to Dabriel ben Yisrael Lamor speak to the Jews saying, However, however, you got to keep Shabbos. However, it's a, 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 a lotion of contrast over here. Make sure you keep Shabbos. This is a sign between me and between you, between me and between Kla Yisrael for eternity. So everyone should know that I am God, I have sanctified you. Okay? Ah, however, you got to keep Shabbos. You must keep Shabbos. I see the next positive. Ushmartim as Shabbos. The Jews shall keep the Holy Sabbath. It's holy. It's sanctified. Those who desecrate the Shabbos shall be put to death. Your Mechal Shabbos, if you desecrate Shabbos, you're put to death. Anyone that does labor on Shabbos, activity on Shabbos, receives the Kares penalty. And the Shabbos is big stuff. It's serious stuff. You get the death penalty. You get Kares. And the Torah bulldozes into the parish over here with this ach. However, you must keep Shabbos. So what's this contrast? What are we contrasting Shabbos to when we say, ach is Shabbos, however, but, but, you got to keep Shabbos. But what, what was the beginning of the sentence? What was the first half of the sentence? The first half of the sentence, 
is the Mishkan. And what Rashi says, the Torah is coming to point out with the contrast of Ach, however, however, you have to keep Shabbos, is, says Rashi the following, says Rashi, Afalpi, <clears throat> this is Rashi, and Achish as Shabsoy say, Tishmeru, Afalpi, Shetiyur, Dufim, Uzrizim, Bizrizim, Hamalacha, even though you're so busy with constructing the Mishkan, guys are busy making the Mishkan, putting the Mishkan together, and operating the Mishkan, Shabbos alti dachami ponet. Shabbos doesn't get pushed out of the way because of the Mishkan. Okay. Ko achin berakin miutin. Anytime the Torah says acherak, it's coming to make an exception. But however, and lemaid Shabbos mi malachas on Mishkan, coming to tell you that on Shabbos you don't do anything that come, that has to do with the Mishkan. Ach. However, but when Shabbos rolls into town, you put the Mishkan aside and you keep Shabbos. Let's see the next Rashi. Ki oisi beini uveineichem, because Shabbos is a sign between me and you. Ois gedoy lehi beineinu. It's a great, tremendous sign. Shabbos is a sign, a symbol. Shabacharti bochem that I've chosen you. Vahanchili lochem as yoyim menuchasi lemenucha ladas for everyone to know haumais. It's a sign for the goyim to see, for the goyim to know ki ani Hashem mekadeshchem that I Hashem have sanctified you. So let's try to put this together over here. But, however, you have to keep Shabbos. Rashi says the way you have to read the Parshias is we start with emphasizing the importance of the construction of the tabernacle of the Mishkan. Build the Mishkan, build the Mishkan, everybody get to work on the Mishkan. Ah, however, you got to keep Shabbos. You don't build the Mishkan on Shabbos Kodesh. You don't do it on Shabbos Kodesh. Make sure on Shabbos you don't build the Mishkan. Why? Because it's an ice. Shabbos is an ice. It's a sign between me and you to the Gaian that I've chosen you. It's an ice Gedoy. The Shabbos is a sign. So let's ask a number of questions over here. The first and most basic one is, we find this, you know, m- mentioned many times in the Torah, that uh, Shabbos comes up in conjunction with a Mishkan, and in, in multiple places, Rashi tells us the same thing, but you can't make the Mishkan on Shabbos. The question is, why would I think otherwise? Why would I think otherwise? I mean, Shabbos is Shabbos, and the Mishkan is the Mishkan. Why, in fact, would I think that you do have to make the Mishkan on Shabbos. I mean, there's no Pasuk anywhere that says, you know, you got to make a sukkah, but you can't make a sukkah on Shabbos. You have to bake matzah, but you can't bake matzah on Shabbos. You got to shake lulav and esrog, but make sure you don't go to the esrog tree, the lulav tree, and saw it off on Shabbos. Make sure you don't do that on Shabbos. You have to wear tzitzis, make sure you don't, don't make your tzitzis on Shabbos. You're not allowed to tie knots on Shabbos. We don't have these sukkim by any of the other mitzvahs. You can't do this on Shabbos, you can't do that on Shabbos, you can't do the other one. We know, Shabbos, Shabbos. Shabbos, you know, there's a lot of halachas you have to do. Shabbos comes in, Shabbos says, these are all the, a whole list of things you can't do. So the Mishkan will be one of those things on, on the no-do list that you can't do on Shabbos. That should be... What? Okay, that, that, that's true, but that's not the way the Torah is phrasing it. The Torah, the Torah is not saying... Um, if, if all we want is a limud of what's called Melecha Shabbos, there's other places where we have that limud. Here, the, the, the way it's always presented is, although the Mishkan is important, it's not more important than Shabbos. It doesn't push off Shabbos. Which, which means we already know that there's an Isra Melech on Shabbos. We already know you're not allowed to do Melech on Shabbos. And I might have a having that the Mishkan pushes off Shabbos. Shabbos al-tidachet. Shabbos already exists. In other words, it's already a, a pre-existing, um, established Yalfusa, limud derivation that all the activities of Shabbos are, are, are already exa- exact, established 
they, they are known, and I know what you can and cannot do on Shabbos, and yet I might think that maybe the Mishkan constitutes an exception. I might think that you can build the Mishkan on Shabbos. The Torah goes out of its way to say, No, you can't build the Mishkan on Shabbos. Mishkan doesn't push Shabbos out of the way. Shabbos wins. So again, strange. It's strange because you don't see that by other mitzvahs where the Torah has to tell us, like we said, don't build a sukkah on Shabbos, don't make your tzitzes on Shabbos, don't, <coughs> don't, uh, don't, uh, don't uh, pit the lulav and the esrik on Shabbos. We don't have to have uh, a, a, a reminder by every single one of the six and 13 mitzvahs this doesn't push off Shabbos because Shabbos tells us that it doesn't push off Shabbos. Shabbos tells me, keep Shabbos. So why isn't it the same thing by the Mishkan? Shabbos tells me, keep Shabbos. And of course I know that, that I can't I can't uh, dye the material for the Mishkan on Shabbos, and I know I can't hammer things for the Mishkan on Shabbos, and I know that I can't burn the, 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 the boil the, 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 the dye for the, 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 the fabric on Shabbos. I know that Shabbos is Shabbos, yet the Torah has to always go out of its way to tell me the Mishkan doesn't push off. Shabbos, Shabbos wins. Shabbos stays in this place. Why is that? Why is there this, this special, as we would say, I have a mino, a, a room to entertain, the notion that the Mishkan will push Shabbos out of the way. Now that's the basic question that has to be asked. Um, and that goes hand in hand, obviously, with another question, which is, it's interesting that there's always this parallel, in general, set up between the Mishkan and Shabbos. We find the Mishkan and Shabbos travel together. You know, as, as um, Rabbi Sumi was just pointing out in the back, we do, in fact, derive all of the malachas of the Mishkan are derived from Shabbos, which is in itself a little strange, in itself a little funny, that, that there seems to be some kind of, you know, sisterhood, a brotherhood, a, 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 a intimate bond between the Mishkan and Shabbos, which A, is what's creating all the halachas of Shabbos, we know are derived from Mishkan, and B, for some reason, I need to be reminded that the Mishkan doesn't push off Shabbos. We see this bond between the Shabbos and the Mishkan specifically, we don't see this in other places. Let's throw a few more questions, uh, you know, into the into the chalent pad over here. Um, <clears throat> the puzzle goes on to tell us, you know, in, in trying to, I guess, explain, justify why it is that the Mishkan doesn't push off Shabbos, doesn't push Shabbos out of the way. You can't do Mishkan construction on Shabbos. So the puzzle says, "Ki oisi beinu It's a sign between me and you. Now, in general, what is a sign? An ice. An ice is something that is apparent, that is visible, that is a reference point to something else. By Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, there were signs and wonders. So a face is, you know, when everything turns upside down, when, 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 Hashem, when Hashem messes around with the laws of nature. And ois is something we see that is a reference to something else, bespeaks of something else, advertises something else. That's an ois is. An ois is like the rainbow is called an ois. The rainbow is the ois is the reference point that Hashem made a commitment to the whole world. That's what the rainbow is. The Keshes is called an ice. Um, tefillin is called an ice. Hashem gave us something called tefillin. Okay, tefillin is a sign of a bond between us and Hashem. The, the, the uh, miracles in Mitzrayim, when Moshe made ice ice with a matter, that's a sign that there's a God that, that loves us, a God that cares about us, a God that, that runs the world with Hashkacha Pratis. All those things are sign, signs. Shabbos is also called a sign. The question is, you know, Shabbos is the one that's incongruous over here. Shabbos is the one, if we set up, uh, you know, uh, like a, 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 a picture, diagram of all the ISIS, all the signs that we are told about in the Torah, Shabbos is the one, and we have to pick the one that doesn't belong. Shabbos is the one that doesn't belong. 
Shabbos and Chayyim is the one that shouldn't be on this list. Tefillin, that's a sign. Tefillin is a sign that Hashem chose us. The rainbow is a sign that Hashem made a covenant with the world. Uh, the, 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 the wonders in Egypt were a sign that God cares about us. Shabbos is a sign to God's existence. Shabbos is a reference point. Show me Shabbos. Somebody please show me Shabbos. I don't see Shabbos. If we would lose track of time, if we would, you know, there are halachas, what, what you do, what, what does he do? If you're stuck in the desert, Mar talks about this, you lose track of time, you forgot which day is Shabbos, so what do you do? You have to keep maybe every day of the week of Shabbos, or every seventh day, just choose a day at random to, for Sunday. Okay, that's a halachic discussion, but the point of that discussion is you can't really tell by looking around that it's Shabbos, you know? Tefillin, that's something solid. The wonders and the miracles in Mitzrayim, that was something very visible. The, the rainbow, that's a sign to something. How can Shabbos be an ice? What, what is Shabbos? So Shabbos, you know, the, the, the um, world still looks the same. And, 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 and um, if one wouldn't know that it's Shabbos, there's nothing inherent, nothing apparent in reality in the world that, that we observe that suddenly makes this a, a, a reference point, a sign. Ah, I see Shabbos. Oh, I see Shabbos. Shabbos is a sign between us and the, 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 to the nations that God shows us. Where's the ice of Shabbos? A very basic question. Tefillin is right there. The rainbow is right there. What is right there on Shabbos? It's a sign. And Rashi, in fact, promotes the sign. Rashi says, Ois it's, a, it's a tremendous sign to the Umais, Ladas, for all the Goyim to know that Hashem shows us. One last question. Again, going from the Mishkan to Shabbos, to Shabbos, the Pasuk says, those who desecrate the Shabbos will be put to death. Those who desecrate the Shabbos have to be put to death. So we know that Shabbos is high level. Shabbos is pretty serious. Shabbos is a special covenant between us and God, assigned to the Goyim that Hashem shows us. So you got to take Shabbos very seriously. Shabbos is not a, a laughing matter over here. Shabbos comes with the Kores penalty. Shabbos comes with Mises Bezin, with the death penalty. When you are Mechalel Shabbos. So that's a term that we're so used to that we don't really bother to translate in our heads. You know, you're being Mechal Shabbos. You're being, that's, you're being Mechal Shabbos right now. That guy, he's Mechal Shabbos. Mechal Shabbos, Mechal Shabbos. In our minds, Mechal Shabbos means something like breaking Shabbos, desecrating Shabbos, not keeping Shabbos. But what's, what's the specific translation of the specific word Mechalel? To be Mechalel Shabbos. So Rashi, this week's parasha, it, it's the Torah mentions this, kind of, this, this, this term, Mechalel, to be Mechalel Shabbos. So Rashi says, what does it mean to be Mechalel Shabbos? Says Rashi, <clears throat> someone that is someone that brings chol, chol just means mundaneness, like chulin, something mundane, something everyday, something regular, usual, someone who conducts himself in the day of the sanctity of Shabbos, the day that's sanctified, in, in, in the day which is holy, he conducts himself in a mundane, regular, everyday manner. That's what it means to be Mechal Shabbos. So Rashi says, Mechal is to be understood very literally. Mechal is from a Lushan of Chulin. To, be, to be, make Shabbos into Chol. To make Kedush into Chol. To make the holy into the unholy. To make the sanctified into the mundane. Okay, so... What it sounds like on the surface is this, this concept that, that, that we use and perhaps overuse of being Mechalel Shabbos means to treat Shabbos like it's a weekday. Okay, so we get that. You're treating Shabbos like it's a regular weekday. And that's the idea of being Mechalel, 
to bring chulin into Shabbos, Hanoig Bachol Bekedushasa. But the Torah makes it sound like it goes beyond that. The Torah makes it sound like that someone who conducts himself as coin to Rashi in chulindik in a way of mundane, in a mundane way, he acts on Shabbos like it's a regular day, it's a day that's sanctified, a day that's holy, and he conducts himself with chulin in a way that's chol, is not only doing the wrong thing from a perspective of his conduct, he's actually affecting Shabbos. It sounds like from the Torah, when we put the Pasuk together with Rashi, that a guy who is noyeg bochol b'kedushas, a guy who conducts himself on Shabbos as if it's a regular day. He doesn't treat Shabbos with holiness. He doesn't treat Shabbos with a spe- in a special, special way, but he acts, chulendik, is actually affecting Shabbos somehow. How do we see that? Let's read it back into the Pasuk. What did the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says like this. Ushmartim es ha-Shabbos, this is Pasuk Yadalad, 14, verse 14, again, chapter 31. What page is it, Nolan? 491. 491, in the English Hebrew edition. Ushmartim es ha-Shabbos, ki kodesh ilochem, mecha Those who desecrate the Shabbos, those who profane the Shabbos will be put to death. So something strange is going on over here. Because if we go with Rashi's understanding of the Lashon of Mechalel, Mechalel means I conduct myself as if it's a regular weekday, as if it's a Sunday, a Tuesday, a Friday, a Thursday. I act Chulendik on Shabbos. I act Vachdik. I conduct myself the same way I conduct myself all week long. That's how I act on Shabbos. Okay, so if we're going with Rashi, the concept of Chil Shabbos should be going on me. I'm the one. I am Mechalel myself. Chil's going on me. I'm acting the wrong way on Shabbos. Shabbos is a beautiful holy day where we eat differently, we think differently, we act differently, we behave differently, we conduct ourselves differently, and I didn't follow suit. I didn't conduct myself the right way on Shabbos. Good. So that brings it with the death penalty. But the Torah doesn't say, someone who acts acts on Shabbos is put to death. He's put to death because he was Mechalel Shabbos. And that's how we always say it. We always say, this gives him he was Mechalel Shabbos. That's, that's Chil Shabbos. That's Chil Shabbos Daraisa. We shat at our Shabbos guests, right? Nothing like shatting, like, uh, shatting that at your Shabbos guests. When they, when they uh, take the, when they start doing, you know, messing around with their salad the wrong way. You guys know what I'm talking about? So watch your guests like a hawk to wait for that boira, to wait for uh, them putting the chalins onto the salad dressing that's still there on the side of the plate, right? Chil Shabbos Daraisa, you shat at them. Okay. But the, the, but the point is, we always phrase it in terms of... Shimon, why are you raising your hand back there? Are you one of those people that shouts that uh, your Shabbos guest, Shimon? Okay, all right. Anyway. Chil Shabbos, we always call it. Mechalel Shabbos. You're not being Mechalel Shabbos, you're being Mechalel yourself. This is a, deliqua- a delicate question, but it's like a subtle question, but, but sometimes it's the delicate questions which, which take us the furthest and the deepest into... The, the deepest areas of Torah. It's a delicate question, but it's a, it's a real solid question. We would think that you can't be Mechal Shabbos. I mean, Shabbos is Shabbos. Hashem made Shabbos. Shabbos is Shabbos with or without me. Shabbos doesn't need me. Shabbos is the same Shabbos whether I keep it or I don't keep it. You can't be Mechal Shabbos. You can be Mechal yourself. You're Mechal yourself. You act the wrong way on Shabbos. You made it vaktik. You made it profane. You conducted yourself out of line with, with, with how you should conduct yourself on Shabbos. You're mechalel yourself. That's what it should come out based on this Rashi. Yet the Torah says, mechalel ha. Those who have profaned the Shabbos. How can you affect Shabbos? 
And, and we see that colloquially, we always speak like this all the time. Chilul Shabbos, being Mechal Shabbos. How can you affect Shabbos? How can a Yid affect Shabbos? So these are all the questions that have to be dealt with tonight. And let's, let's um, try to maybe address them all together. And let's go back to the opening questions. The opening questions were the connection, this perpetual ongoing connection that we find between the Mishkan and Shabbos. And, and they seem to be paired together. There seems to be a very deep, intrinsic connection and link between the Mishkan and Shabbos. A, the Torah has to constantly remind us that the Mishkan doesn't push Shabbos out of the way. Shabbos comes in, you stop constructing the Mishkan, you stop maintaining the Mishkan, you stop running the Mishkan. In terms of the building and the edifice, you stop. Shabbos wins. Why do we have to be constantly reminded about that specifically with the Mishkan, not by other mitzvahs? And, as was mentioned, it comes out, interestingly, that all the halachas of Shabbos are in fact derived from the Mishkan itself. They're all derived from the Mishkan. Everything that we cannot do on Shabbos, all the 39, let's just elaborate on that momentarily, take a minute to, to appreciate that, the 39 forbidden activities of Shabbos all come from the Mishkan. Every single one of the, the labors, activities, acts that cannot be done on Shabbos are derivatives of what went into constructing and maintaining the edifice of the Mishkan itself. So there's something very deep going on with this link between Shabbos and the Mishkan, but what is that? And it's like this, Rabbi Said. Let's start with the link. Let's start with understanding the Kesha between Shabbos and the Mishkan. The halachas of Shabbos are determined by the Mishkan, are determined by the Mishkan because they need to be determined by the Mishkan. They need to be determined by the Mishkan. And interestingly, what goes into making the Mishkan is what goes into, in the opposite way, in the opposite way, by refraining from that, that what, that's what goes into making Shabbos. Shabbos is made, Shabbos is made in the same way the Mishkan is made, but in the opposite way. In the opposite way. And the reason behind this is the Mishkan is necessary. And why is the Mishkan necessary? This goes back to ideas that we've been sharing together over the last few weeks. The Mishkan is necessary because the Mishkan is a place in space which really defies space. It's an area carved out within this world which is transcendental to this world, which is above and beyond this world. It's giving the ability to this world to house and host a Dalit Amis, a place in this world which is really outside of this world, outside of, of anything that can be defined by space. The focus of the Mishkan, what it all comes down to is the Aron Kodesh, where the Luchis are, where the Kruvim are, the Kapiris, the Holy Ark, and from the Holy Ark emanates prophecy to Klai Yisrael. That's where prophecy comes from. From the Holy Ark is where divine inspiration comes from. From the Holy Ark is where Torah comes from. And all these, all these inspirations and all the energy that's coming from the Ark is, is, is a, a direct pipeline from God himself that emanates and emerges from there to, to keep us going and to keep Klai Yisrael what we need to be and who we are through that divine inspiration, through prophecy, through Torah, through everything. The only way we can have that link, that godly link, is to have a place within 
the universe where we exist, where we live, that can kind of bridge that gap, that can be transcendental, that can be a, a, a space within space, which is beyond space, which is outer space. And the, the whole Mishkan was there to provide a structure for that. So the whole Mishkan comes down to the Kaisha Kadashim, and we have the walls around it, we have the Kalim around it, surrounded by, by mechitzas, surrounded by borders, surrounded by boundaries, and surrounded by construction upon construction, vessel upon vessel. And all that is, again, to, to, to get to that point in the middle, the center of the Mishkan, which is the Holy of Holies from which everything emanates. You need a structure, you need a construction, and you need boundaries and delineations to get to that area of space which is beyond space. That's what the Mishkan is, and this is what Klai Yisrael needs to keep us going. A place within space where we can have that ongoing bond with the infinite. A place within space that spills over to our space. And that is done via the construction of the Mishkan. Shabbos is what? In time to what the Mishkan is in space. Shabbos is the same exact thing in time. The same way we have to have an area in space which is beyond space, which is outer, outer space and out of space, we have to have, Kleisel has to have worked into the cycle of time something in time which is beyond time, which is out of time, which is transcendental to time itself. That's exactly what Shabbos is. The Mishkan is to space what Shabbos is to time. And just as there has to be an area in geographic space which allows us to hook up to something which is beyond space and spills over to us here within space, there has to be the same thing in time built into the cycle of time. Rabbi said that's what Shabbos is. <clears throat> now, we know that the Mishkan has to have boundaries. The Mishkan has to have a structure. The Mishkan has to have an approach. There has to be a way to be able to get to that nexus, that focal point, that center of the Mishkan, which is beyond space, and that is the structure of the Mishkan, the construction of the Mishkan, the building of the Mishkan, that all is all there to give rise to that, that, that space in the middle, which is transcendental. Shabbos also needs an approach. Shabbos needs to be constructed. Shabbos needs to be built. Shabbos needs to be made. Shabbos needs to be that one day in time that's set apart and set aside from the other days of the week in order for Shabbos to be a day that's beyond time. How do we make Shabbos a day that's beyond time? We have to make Shabbos into a construction also. Shabbos needs mechitzes. Shabbos needs borders. Shabbos needs delineations in order to make Shabbos a day that's beyond time. And those are the 39 malachas. The 39 malachas are to Shabbos what the construction of the Mishkan is to the Mishkan. It's the structure that protects Shabbos, borders Shabbos, delineates and defines Shabbos as being separate from the rest of the week. During the rest of the week, I do whatever I want, I act however I want, I do activity, I labor, actions, I'm creative, I'm productive. That's six out of seven days. The seventh day has to be delineated and defined as a different day in order to allow this to be a day that's out of, out of time, beyond time. That's the 39 malachas. So by refraining from doing those 39 malachas, I have now suddenly constructed a border around the seventh day. The same way by the Mishkan. What we do, we make the crush and we make the beams and we make the curtains and we make the walls and we make the kalim. We are making a, 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 a framework to house an area which is outside of space on Shabbos, when we keep the 39 malachas, we are building a framework to house a day which is beyond time. So far, so good. So this is the, the beginning. This is what 
Shabbos is in essence doing, getting off the, off the ground. The starting point of Shabbos is that the Lama Test Malachas, the 39 Malachas, are a way of fencing off Shabbos from the rest of the week and making Shabbos a day that's beyond time, making it a, a day that's different. They're mechitzas, they're borders, they're definitions. Definitions in setting Shabbos apart from all the other days of the week. Taking this a step further, a lot of things, you know, really begin to um, click together. This sounds almost Hasidish, but it's okay that it sounds almost Hasidish. I guess as long as it's almost Hasidish. But it sounds almost Hasidish, maybe it even is Hasidish. Rabbi say after we made the parallel goes and it goes and it goes, it keeps going and going and going, this parallel between the Mishkan and Shabbos. Again, what are we saying? Shabbos is in time, what the Mishkan is. Shabbos is in space, what the Mishkan is in... Shabbos is in time, what the Mishkan is in space. After I have refrained from the 39 Malachas, and by me refraining, I don't do Malach on Shabbos. I've built these walls around Shabbos. I've set Shabbos apart from the other six days. Shabbos is now a day that's separated out in time. It's a separate day. It's a different day. During the six days, I'm, I'm limited by time. I'm bound within time. I work. When I'm in time, I work. I go to work. I do, I'm creative. I'm constructive. That's when I'm within time. By stopping from these malachas, I'm putting myself out of time. I'm putting the day of Shabbos out of time. And into Shabbos, what do we have? We made our mechitzas. And what do we put into Shabbos? We put a menorah. Our Shabbos left. We have our shulchan Shabbos. We have the shulchan. We have the lechem mishnah. We have Karbanas, we have the Melach, we have the entire Mishkan inside the Shabbos once we construct the Shabbos through, through refraining from activity, refraining from Malacha. We have a Mishkan inside of our house after we have fenced Shabbos off from the rest of the week. And into this Mishkan, what comes? The Shechina. The Shechina, the Kaidish HaKadashim, the focal point of the Mishkan, the Shechina coming into the Mishkan, the Shechina comes into our house on Shabbos. We're eating from the Rebbein Shalom's table. Shabbos Hayom Lashem. Shabbos is Hashem's day. The Shechina comes into our house as the Shechina comes into Kodesh Kadoshim. Our house itself is what gives Hashras Hashchino one day out of the week. But there is a basic difference over here. Yes, Shabbos is in time what the Mishkan is in space. Shabbos is in time what the Mishkan is in space. However, the base, there's a basic difference, and that is at the same time, a chumrah and a kula, something which seems to put Shabbos at a disadvantage, but a tremendous advantage. The disadvantage that, that um, Shabbos would seem to have is what? Shabbos is kind of dependent now, it would seem, in us. I have to refrain from the malacha. I have to make sure I don't do the 39 malachas every single Shabbos. Because as we're saying, it's the refraining from the malachas, refraining from activity, which puts this border up around Shabbos by not doing malacha, not making myself someone who is temporal within time. So that's what I do during the six days of the week when I have to think about time. I have to think about, you know, during the six days, if you think about it, everything that we do during our work week is always bound around time, cycles. Once a month, you have to pay the rent. Once a week, you have to pay the grocery bill. Once every other month, you have to pay this utility bill. Once a year, you have to pay property taxes. Everything we do during our work week is always bound by time, it's rhythm and cycle of time. The activities I do are always time-bound. On Shabbos, again, I set up a boundary that I'm making a day, and I'm yanking it out of time by not doing anything that has to do with time. That's the 30 malachas that I refrain from doing. At the, so that's what makes Shabbos, Shabbos, separate Shabbos out of, as a day on its own outside of time. 
At the same time, the disadvantage of Shabbos is that, okay, but it comes down to me then. What if I am neglectful of, of, of not doing Malach on Shabbos? My borders become weak. My borders become shaky. I'm the one that has to take Shabbos out of time by saying Shabbos is not a day that I'm thinking about time. Shabbos is not a day that I'm bound by time. Shabbos, I'm somewhere else. I'm not thinking about the rent. I'm not thinking about my grocery bill. I'm not thinking about my property tax. I'm not thinking about my investments. I'm outside of time by not doing malacha. Yes, but it comes down to me. I have to not do malacha. Whereas by the Mishkan, the Mishkan, and the Beis Amikdash have a tremendous advantage. The Mishkan is there with or without me. The Beis Amikdash is there with or without me. It's made. It's gemat. It was made already. You already have this Dalad Amis, that place in space, which, which is outside of space. You already have the Kaddish Kodashim, with or without me. Even if I ignore it, even if I neglect it, even if I forget about it, it's there with or without me. So says, on the one hand, Shabbos seems to be at a tremendous disadvantage. At the same time, Shabbos' disadvantage gives it a tremendous advantage. This flips around into a tremendous advantage. So what's the advantage that Shabbos has over the Mishkan? On the one hand, Shabbos is at a disadvantage that it would seem that taking Shabbos and making it a day that's carved out of space, out of time rather, and it's one day out of the week that exists out of transcends time, and I have my own personal Mishkan, so to speak, in time, I have the 39 Malachas that made this delineation, a boundary outside of time, and I have my menorah in my house, the Neira Shabbos, I have my Shabbos Tish, I have the Chalas, the Lechem Aponim, and the Shechina comes in. Yeah, but I got to do all that. I got to do all that. At the same time, I can do all that, and there's nothing stopping me at any point in the history of Kleistra from doing all, any of that and all that. Kleistra's always had Shabbos. Kleistra's always had Shabbos. Throughout all our thousands of years of Gaulus and all of our travails and all the destructions of all the temples, we've always had Shabbos. Shabbos is something that's unstoppable. There's nothing stopping a yid ever from making Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos can be done under all circumstances, all times, and all places. The Mishkan, which is, and the Beis Hamikdash, which is the place inside space, outside space, the place, the, the place that transcends space and allows Hakash Baruch to come into geography, the infinite, to come into the finite in, 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 a, in a way of space. That is limited. And we don't have that now, unfortunately. We haven't had that for almost 2,000 years. The Beis HaMikdash. We have the Harabais. We have the Kedush HaKadoshim. Uh, we have the Kedusha. We don't have the Beis HaMikdash. We don't have the Mechitas. We don't have the boundaries. We don't have the Mishkan anymore, Rabbi Say. The Mishkan creates that area in space and that access point that I can get to, but only when we have it. If it's around, it's around. If it's not around, it's not around. Shabbos is always around. Every week, once a week, every seventh day, every single Jew is fully capable of making a mishkan in time. A mishkan in time, which is Shabbos Kodesh. And taking that a step further, we can now put a lot of things together over here. A lot, a lot of things together. First of all, why is it that the mishkan now, what's that, why, why is it that the mishkan and Shabbos always travel hand in hand as we ask, so it makes perfect sense because again, the mishkan is in space, it's what Shabbos is in time. They're both ways of transcending the limitations of this universe and allowing there to be a nexus point for Hashem to come in, one in geography and space and the other one in time. Why is there room to think that maybe the Mishkan should push Shabbos out of the way? Because again, they're, they're accomplishing the same thing. So maybe the Mishkan is so important and doing what Shabbos is essentially doing anyway that the Mishkan should push Shabbos out of the way. You should be able to do construction of the Mishkan on Shabbos because it's doing the same exact thing. Why in the end though does Shabbos win? If the Mishkan and, the, and, the Mishkan and Shabbos are accomplishing the same thing, one is in space and one is in time, so why Taka does the Mishkan win? I'm sorry, why does Shabbos win? Why is it the Mishkan can't put Shabbos out of the way? 
And when there's a conflict between the Mishkan and Shabbos, Shabbos wins. We don't build the Mishkan on Shabbos. You know why? The Torah says it straight out. I see Baini Uveinechem Ledoi Roi Seichem. Ledoi Roi Seichem. Here, within the construction of the Mishkan, within the Torah telling us that the Mishkan doesn't push Shabbos out of the way, the Torah, for some reason, has to stress the Shabbos is for all generations, for eternity. Ledoi Roi Seichem. Why does the Torah have to tell us over here that Shabbos is Ledoi Roi Seichem for all generations, for all eternity? The Torah says, It's exactly the point that we were just making. The Shabbos is throughout all generations, as opposed to the Mishkan, which is for limited generations. The Mishkan is there for the Bayes Rishon, the Bayes Shani, 40 years in the desert, some, a certain amount of time in Shiloh, in Naiv, and Givain. But then the Mishkan's gone. The Beis HaMikdash is gone. Shabbos is in time. What the Mishkan is in space, and Shabbos is eternal. Shabbos is there without fail, every single Shabbos, every single week, from the beginning, uh, from Harsinai until the year 5782. That's why the Mishkan does, doesn't push Shabbos out of the way. That's why Shabbos doesn't budge, because Shabbos is Lodei Reisechem. And that's why Shabbos is an ice. We asked, where's the ice? Where's the sign of Shabbos? Where, where's Shabbos a reference point to anything? I don't see anything on Shabbos. Shabbos looks the same. Shabbos smells the same. Shabbos sounds the same. Where, the rainbow is an ice. Tzvillin is an ice. That's something solid, something concrete. Where's Shabbos an ice? Teretz is, when Shabbos is really what Shabbos is supposed to be, when we understand what Shabbos is, that's the ice. What is Shabbos really? Shabbos is something that we make. We make Shabbos. Avada the Kedusha is Kviva Kaimi. Every seventh day, God says it's Kviva. That's God's Geshev. Hashem makes it that every seventh day Kedusha comes down. But if you want to see Shabbos, if you want to experience Shabbos, if you want to know Shabbos and smell Shabbos, that's us. The same way. They didn't construct the Mishkan in the Midbar. They build a Mishkan to be this defined, delineated area within space that's beyond space, we as Gidden <coughs> have to make Shabbos outside of time. We make Shabbos outside of time. By creating the mechitas, by creating the borders and the boundaries, by refraining from Molacha, we are building a Mishkan in time when we don't do Molacha on Shabbos. When we don't do it. So where's the ice? Where, 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 what, what way is Shabbos assigned to the Goyim that God shows us? You know when it's assigned to the guy? When the guy drives down the street on Shabbos and he sees all the yidner walking. When the guy sees the Jews dressed differently on Shabbos. I'm sorry, I mentioned, mentioned this earlier. We're talking about how we make Shabbos, we, the borders of Shabbos, the walls of the Mishkan is us not doing malacha. Into those walls, we put our shulchan, we put our menorah, we put our lechem upon him. And we also dress differently on Shabbos too. Big day Shabbos, that's our big day kahuna. How we dress on Shabbos, that's our big day kahuna. We're, we're dressed up in big day kahuna for the entire Shabbos. That's Mamashia, it sounds very chasidish, but Rabbi said, it's true. This is, this is, this is Shabbos Kaidish. Where's, where's the sign of Shabbos? Where's the ice of Shabbos? When the Goyim drive down the street, they say, what are these guys nuts? That you have an entire nation that doesn't go to work today? An entire group of people that are just staying at home, are walking, are not driving, giving up all the conveniences of technology. They're, they're not going to work, they're not thinking about their investments for an entire 24 hours. Are they crazy? What are they doing? That's the ice. Klaisro makes the ice. Kleisro makes the sign by us refraining from Malacha. When we refrain from Malacha, we are building the Mishkan in time. We are building the boundaries of what the Mishkan is in space in the, that one day a week of Shabbos. And that's the ice, Gedayla, for the Umas Ha'ilam. And that's finally why we always refer to Chil Shabbos as Chil Shabbos, as we asked earlier. You're not being Mechal Shabbos, you're being Mechal yourself. Rashi says Chil Shabbos is when I act Vachtik on Shabbos. I conduct myself in a weekday manner on Shabbos. I act on Shabbos the same way I act on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's called Chil Shabbos. I make it Chul. I make it Chul and I make it like just like any other day of the week. 
So we asked, well, why is that called Chul Shabbos? I'm not being Mechal Shabbos, I'm being Mechal myself. The Territ says, Rabbi, it's the same exact idea, same exact Yisoyed. Certainly Hashem chose Shabbos, and Shabbos is the Ha'ayoyim Hashem. Shabbos is the day that Hashem spends with us. But only after we create the Shabbos, we build the Mishkan in time of Shabbos by us making Shabbos different, by us creating the walls around Shabbos, by not getting involved in Molochan creative activity, by not getting involved in what's bound by the rhythm of time. We make the walls. We bring our menorah, our Shabbos lech, our table, our lechem upon him into Shabbos. We do that, and, when, and, and we are creating Kedush Shabbos. We are making Shabbos that day in time, which now Hashem, the Shekhinah, comes into our Shabbos table, comes into our house, and spends a day with us. When we fail to do that, we're being Mechal Shabbos. That's why it's Chil Shabbos. We are not allowing the Shekhinah to come into our houses. We are not allowing the Shekhinah to come into the world. We are not allowing this day to be an ice gobble, a sign to the guy, a sign to the Umus that there's the same way there's something beyond time, space, there's also something beyond time. It does come down to us. When we fail to do it, we're doing, being the Chal Shabbos. When we do it, indeed, we're being Mekadah Shabbos, we're being Shema Shabbos, and we're, 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 we're being Mekayim. The Ois Godel, we're making the sign by refraining from activity. We're making that Mishkan in, 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 in time. We're making it a day that transcends time, and we're making it a day that the Shekhinah can come in. So we should be Zaycha, Taka, to be Mekadish Shabbos, to uh, be Shomer Shabbos, to be Zaycha, to the Nachlas Yaakov, to the unlimited, infinite Nachla relationship that we are able to have, privileged to have every single day of the week, with or without a Mishkan, with or without a Beis HaMikdash, and Shabbos Shalom HaMavayra. I said the same thing. I said the same thing. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. This one out on social media or something? It was, it was hushed, hushed. Very loudly. I was driving Zevian. So embarrassed. It's very sweet. Very sweet. Very sweet. It's hard to burn.